0: Our scripture today is from Mark's Gospel. I'm reading from chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat just as he was. Other boats were with him a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him, and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be calm. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I think that most of you know that most Sundays I preach from one of the selected scriptures of the lectionary. I, I usually choose from one of the four readings that is assigned to that week in the Christian year. But I give myself permission to take detours. I don't always uh, preach one of those prescribed Scripture readings, especially when there's something going on in the culture that is just right in our face and the text deals with something completely different. So in preparation for today, I I, I approached the lectionary as is my custom, what I normally do. But all the while, I'm thinking, I'm going to need to find a different scripture today, something that addresses uh, the kind of unique chaos we seem to be in at this moment. Well, as it turns out, this passage from Mark is the lectionary reading for today. And there couldn't be anything more timely for us to give our attention to today than a storm that is raging that are be that is beyond the resources of the terrified people in the middle of it. I read this story recently uh, to Miss Heather's group. I read a version of this story to her group. Uh, she's been meeting with the children on Zoom throughout the week, and I was the special guest. Uh, she had done a lot of hype about the special guest and. When it was me, I think they were a little disappointed. It wasn't quite as special as they had hoped. But I was to be the reader that day, the children's book reader, and I read to them the storm that stopped. It was a quiet evening. The water gently lapsed against the boat. The sun slowly set in the sky. Jesus was sleeping. But before the storm that stopped... It had been a long, long day teaching crowds. Jesus had spent all of the day teaching. He finally comes out into the boat, continues teaching. Jesus needs a break. We usually don't get these kind of details or asides in the scriptures, but our reading today says that they took him on the boat just as he was. I don't know if he hadn't had a shower. I don't know what, but I think it's safe to say he was exhausted if the scripture says they took him on the boat just as he was. And he went to the stern, found a cushion, and fell sound asleep. He'd already told them before his nap began where he wanted the boat to go. He wanted to go to the other side, the other side of the Sea of Galilee. This might be an important detail, too. He didn't say, uh, let's just cruise around so I can get some rest. He wanted to go to the other side, which is the Gentile side, the country of the Gerasenes. And here again, Jesus is moving toward cultures and people groups who are not like him. That might be a sermon for another day, but an interesting detail nonetheless. Anyway. As they're headed across the sea, the winds whip up, the waves crash, the boat starts to take on water. There are at least four experienced fishermen on this vessel. They're bailing, yelling, hoisting, leaning, fighting. All the power of this storm, the wind, the waves, they are giving it all they've got. And all the while, Jesus is asleep. Jesus adjusts his cushion, rolls over, and resumes his snoring. Now keep this in mind. These guys have been in storms before, right? As I said, at least four of them do this for a living. This is not their first storm. But some storms are beyond our best resources. That's why I found this text so fitting for where we are today, because ain't it true? Some storms are beyond our best resources. I think I told you once about a professional baseball player I kind of knew through a mutual friend. This ball player was a superstar, highly paid. Our mutual friend called and asked me to pray for him. Said he was in a storm that was beyond his resources, and it was driving him mad. He'd never run into anything he couldn't fix before. And his eight-year-old daughter was suffering headaches, and they wouldn't go away. She would cry at night, yell out in pain. With all of his resources, he couldn't make it better. He had all the money to fly her to any clinic, all the access, the fame, all of that. But some storms are beyond our best resources, and he felt helpless. And any time we have been in one of those situations, we feel ultimately helpless. If you haven't been in one of those helpless storms before, just wait. It's coming. Most of the times, we do have the resources to face what's coming our way. But sometimes, as we're quite aware right now, The waves are just too big. It made me think about Dr. Fauci saying recently of the virus, you don't make the timeline, the virus does. We've got all these medical resources and vaccines and procedures and cures. We are used to having the power to fix things, but not this time. Some storms flare up that are beyond our best resources. And speaking of storms beyond our competency, we've endured centuries of violence and racism and distrust and still black men are shot and windows are smashed and windies are burned to the ground. Some storms just seem too big for us to handle. And these are the storms that are in the news. This doesn't even take into account the family storms we deal with, the personal chaos. And most of the time, as I said, we muster up the resources to deal with it on our own. Hardworking American, bootstraps, Marlboro Man, all that. We're used to fixing things on our own. And so most of our family storms include things we can manage. You know, pouting, timeout, hard conversations, a few nights in the doghouse, restriction, roses. But not always. Most families have at least one great unmanageable storm that's too big to handle alone. What do you do when the waves are too big for you to manage? Now, when the professional fishermen are scared, it's it's a bad storm, right? They woke Jesus for help. Did you catch that? The professional fisherman woke a carpenter's son. But they know that he is no ordinary carpenter's son. They have seen him heal the sick and cast out demons. Jesus woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And at that moment, the wind stopped, the waves lay down, the sea looked like a fishing pond. Jesus rubs the sleepy out of his eyes and says... Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Important, I think, that he didn't say what we have said so many times to our children. Now, now, there is nothing to be afraid of. Instead, he said, why are you afraid? I was in one of the lowest seasons of my life. A lot was going, uh, not going my way when I called and talked to a friend of mine, Jim Manley, he was a retired pastoral counselor, one of the wise voices I would seek out in uh, my times of distress, kind of marked by uh, uh, country folk wisdom that went with his professional training. And I was laying out all of the things that were battering against the whole of my life. And when I got through, Going through that list, Manley said to me, well, I've got some good news. And I said, well, great, I could use some good news. He said, you're not going crazy. At least you're scared about stuff you ought to be scared about. You see, Jesus didn't say, now, now, there's nothing to be afraid of. (laughs) There is something to be afraid of. You've been paying attention. This is a legitimately strong storm, but but this guy is stronger. That's why you can face the storm with the faith to overcome the fear. This guy just told the waves to sit and they lay down like an obedient dog. The gospel never tries to deny the pain of this living. The storms we face as a world, a country, a city, a church, a family within our own souls. These are real storms, violent waves. They threaten to take us under. But at the center of this story is a man who is stronger still. And we can call to, out to the one who is stronger even than the storm. There was a famous picture in the aftermath of the Katrina hurricane in New Orleans, 2005. It's a picture of a cemetery that's just been pounded. The cemetery is in the historic district of New Orleans, and, and there are trees toppled, debris all over the place, burial vaults are broken, smashed, In the middle of all this devastating mess is a statue of the Christ, arms outstretched, offering this sturdy, calm presence in the middle of all the devastation. The storm was real. You should be scared. There's debris all around. But in the middle of the chaos is the one who says, peace, be still, and even the wind stops. In the darkest days of the Second World War, when it was not at all sure how things would turn out, there's death and destruction at every turn. In the midst of all of that unsure uh, time, The the World Council of Churches was formed in the midst of that. This is a worldwide fellowship of churches. It's still serving, finding a common witness to Christian service. But it formed when nobody knew the outcome of World War II. It formed in the middle of cannon fire and troop advancement and all of that. And they took as their logo, still the logo, of this group, they took the symbol from today's story. Their logo is a storm-crossed boat with a cross for a mast. When things look hopeless and our resources are spent, we call on the one who has proven to have more power than the chaos has. There is this thing about Jesus being asleep. It it, it is hard to imagine, isn't it? I mean, the boat's rocking back and forth. People are screaming out in terror. All of that's going on, and Jesus is cuddled up on a cushion underneath. I tried to imagine, and it called up for me an image that might be appropriate for this Father's Day. I, I told you... In, in the sermon I preached Mother's Day that I won the the parent lottery for sure. I always knew love and safety. But the memory that came to me was was when we would come home from a trip, vacation or visit to grandparents or whatever, and it would be late at night and I would be asleep, my two younger sisters asleep in the back seat. We would pull in. My dad would unbuckle and one by one scoop us up, carry us up to our bed, tuck us in, and we wouldn't budge. Now, can you imagine that? Can you imagine right now at your age, you're sound asleep, a grown man comes, picks you up, carries you off, and you don't even stir? That's not going to happen. But it did then. Because I was being carried in the arms of unwavering trust, and I could rest. There was no alarm for me. I had complete trust that I was being cared for. I was being held safely by a bigger love than my puny fear had ever known. That's how Jesus did it. That's how Jesus remained asleep when the others were screaming and bailing. He turned to them and said, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Faith does not deny the power and the threat of the storm. Faith trusts in the ultimate love and power of God in Christ. You remember that image of the rubble of that cemetery in New Orleans and there's the figure of Jesus outstretched arms still in control though debris is everywhere. Well there's no doubt about it we are in the middle of a storm right now. Our country, our city, we are in a storm that is beyond our resources to fix but that might just be the humility that motivates the deepening of the life of faith. When it is too much for us to handle, we call out to Jesus who has the power to calm the chaos. We are afraid. It means we're paying attention. Things are out of control. We are in the midst of a legitimately huge storm. But when we know that it is beyond our power to control, we might find the humility to call out and lean on a power greater than ours, greater than even the wind and the waves. The faith of a child is knowing that in the arms of my father I can keep resting and keep trusting and I will wake safely in the morning. And so we call out to Jesus and live in trust until the storm is passed. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.